Yo ho, yo ho, we're Grand Blue Pirates, you see. We Tulsa from drop, we multi-attack till six, damage you do. For becoming the best, we get all the flack till six, damage you do. This episode's brought to you by the Grand Blue Pirates, you see. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt. I'm Commander Jaime here. Oh, he's back, uh... Jaime was with us in our Aquaforce episode, for those who have been listening for a while. And today we're talking about the... I think this is the last Magdalenica clan that we haven't talked about yet. Bermuda. So. Yep. We've talked about Bermuda, I think. What? Yeah. I missed this? Okay, yeah. My, my, no, no. My, my this, was, <laughs> this was before you were a regular. Like, oh, I, I see. Yeah. Like yeah, I, before I, you became the co-host. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're talking about uh, Grand Blue. Uh, Grand Blue is a clan of pirates that folk uh, zombies pirates shit like that focus on calling things <laughs> from your drop zone so uh yeah they they got their start in technically uh the very first booster set the descent to the king of knights but honestly i don't think they really became a full-fledged clan quote-unquote until like bt6 right? you mean gbt6 okay <laughs> not appreciated true but not appreciated like i don't think you could fully put together a grand blue deck until bto6 actually probably. yeah grand blue was my i think first, as, what no go ahead uh, grand blue was my first clan actually um what did you start playing i started playing okay so bto3 had just come out in english so yeah we got one two six three and then you know, four, five, seven, eight, etc. Um, mm-hmm. The I, I switched to Pale Moon a little after, and then Pale Moon is what got me into Great Nature because I was trying to find stuff for them in BT Seven, and then I had all these Great Nature cards, and I was like, I should probably do something with this, and then yeah. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, with like my personal history with Grand Blue, I didn't really touch it after that until the like Seven Seas you know, break ride stride deck came around. And then after, okay. after that, it's just kind of been whatever. I know you have, uh, like, when did you start playing? Myself or Matt? Both of you. I actually started playing around that time too, but I didn't really get a chance to play Vanguard until the Nubatama stuff came out. And that's when my friends gave me it first. BT 13, <laughs> right? The I don't remember. Probably. That, that was the when I like... came out too. Yeah, that, that was when they had, like, Nubatama was, like, a full deck. Because they yeah. did, like, one set of it, and they were like, this is too broken. <laughs> and then... Yeah. Um, Chaos came out on that set, right? Yeah, Chaos Breaker. Yeah, my friend was getting Chaos stuff, so basically he bought boxes, and then they ended up with a Nubatama deck, and that's how I got into Vanguard. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, being shanghai into it. That's fun. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which was fun. Yeah. Matt, what about you? When did you start? Oh. Uh, let's just when Laurel came, you think <laughs> for ease. Uh, let's say, hmm. what's a what's a good way to say this? Oh, it was a little bit after BT six. Okay. Uh, okay, so around the same time. Yeah. Like. Okay. I, um, I built some crappy decks, and then you know. I mean, started oh. playing. Continued to play crappy decks for a long time, actually. <laughs> yeah, and then to, and then to this day. 
It's yeah. true. <laughs> well, I was talking about. I have like I have almost a top tier deck in Seven Seas Rush. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you, you still Nasty. have you still have your D Robos, not for lack of trying. Um, yeah. I mean, D Robos are okay. Yeah. And then I have Just some on grade non- two man. <laughs> yeah. Then I have some non deck called Marcomo. Christ. <laughs> okay. So back on topic. Um, Grand Blue honestly didn't really get competitively viable until uh, GBT06, which Matt joked about earlier. Um, Holy cow. Are we really skipping all the way that far? I'm, there's <laughs> stuff in between. I'm getting there. Actually, no. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, they were competitively viable, actually, with uh, that that Fighters collection where we got 7Cs Plegaton and that Stride. I, I, I think it was 2015 winter, Ooh. if I'm not mistaken. But Yeah, Love by uh, the 7Cs Nightmiss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that was pretty neat. Uh, the The whole like history of the clan, which we'll talk about in a second here, is uh, definitely kind of a lukewarm one until you get to the G era. As sad as that is, like they even had Legion support and it wasn't that good. At least I think I wasn't there for it. Um, they had shenanigans going on a bit. Was it like it was almost good? Almost right. good. Almost famous. I mean, Legion era was like a really busted time in Vanguard. Uh-huh. So if your Legion wasn't doing actually absurd things, it just didn't matter. Oh, okay. Right. And it was definitely not busted. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. But how far back should we start first with the history, at least? Okay, so um, I think we can kind of, like, BT1 to BT6, I can basically gloss over. So the... Back in those days, before the days of Stride, uh, Grand Blue had this weird thing where not only could you call things from the drop zone, usually just by exchanging another unit, so there wasn't really quite any advantage going on. You would just kind of get the columns you needed based on the terrible hand you had. But they also had this weird thing where there were, I think, about three or four different grade threes that could superior ride themselves from the drop zone. So the whole mm-hmm. point was to get to grade three before your opponent and start twin driving before them. Like, mm-hmm. either beat your opponent to grade three, or while they're still on grade one, you ride grade two and go, okay, I'm going to put these things in and ride, you know, mo- you know, not Monster. Monster Frank was one of them, but he was kind of ter- terrible. But like, okay, I'm going to, you know, uh, Deadly Sword Master, or whatever the name was, where it was like the horse and the guy with the, like, flames for a face. I'm not doing this justice, but... The the point is, <laughs> it, it was it, it was such a weird time because you never actually got anything. Um, like, by contrast, in Royal Paladin, Alfred, you mm-hmm. counterblasted three and you got something. Whereas mm-hmm. the stuff in Grand Blue, you put things into your soul or counterblasted or something, and you put something on your Vanguard Circle, which didn't actually give you anything. Um, so I think that was a I mean, big the- pr- what. I was just going to say, I mean, there are some cards that come back, and there was cards that brought back units, too, by counterblasting and stuff. So there were plus ones there. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the average was, like, counterblast two, unless it was, like, a specific thing. Yeah. A good example is uh, Cactus when he was placed on Vanguard, CB2, Cotitis, called one yeah. from drop. Oh, Cocytus. That, that, uh, that was my first, like, main grade three, was that it was Cocytus. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. So is it pronounced Cocytus or Cactus? Cocytus. I want to be straight that. Cocytus. Cocytus. Okay. Yeah. I don't um, want to butcher the name anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> I love butchering this name. What, what do you call it? The cock. 
<laughs> okay then. Um, it's kind of funny because there's prison in the name. <laughs> I, I I do not I do not envy the women that you people know. Um, all right, so uh, I like to mention too that there were some useful cards at least in BT uh, two. True. I'm not okay. Yeah, there there were there were useful cards. There was Rough Seas Banshee, which is used even yep. today. There was um, Chappy the Ghosty, which is mostly used in Seven Seas Rush, but is it it was extremely useful back then because you were like, I can put whatever I want from deck to drop zone. Mm-hmm. It's but, starting to see play with the new G Guard for uh, the yeah. new Fighter Selection G Guard. What, what so even Night Rose and regular Seven Seas is using it. Yep. Wait, mm-hmm. how does it work? You call something from drop to drop. You call two things with different grades from drop. Yeah. So you can call Chappie, and Chappie's not when he plays from hand. It's just placed on guard circle. Oh, that's So cool. you can get yeah, another yeah. mill. That's good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the G-Guard is kind of like Slamy from Golds. Oh, okay. Just from drop. That's neat. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. So Grand Blue didn't actually get anything after the you know first kind of wave there until uh, BT-13, which they got their break ride, which was on... Uh, break ride you called two things from drop and they got plus 5k but were uh, retired at the end of the turn so that was lord of the seven seas night mist um, that was really good at that time too because yes, Ka- chaos came out yeah chaos came out so y- you were able to get around it like i'm gonna get these free attackers and then they're gonna go away so suck it mm-hmm. um and then that also we we got a, a kokitis reverse in that set too which this mm-hmm. isn't necessarily competitively uh, advantageous to mention, but uh, my my friends came up with it. I don't know if it's them necessarily, but they told me about a deck called Sanic Blue, which is you run that and uh-huh. all draw triggers. And the Kokitis, you lock a card in mill three and call something. So the whole mm-hmm. point was you tried to deck yourself out before your opponent could kill you. So lose on purpose? Yeah, that was, that was that was the whole point of the deck. And then they wave it in your face like, yeah, you couldn't kill me. I'm like, but I'm moving to the next round of the tournament. So, uh, I want to say that it actually saw some play recently in what, OCG. Sanic Blue? Or no, no. Kakaida's uh, Reverse. Yeah, I, so the, wasn't it Tech oh, or something? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Do you want me to explain it? Yes, please do. So somebody in playing Night Rose in OCG was actually teching to... Cocatus Reverse. Yeah. And the idea was that it was paired out with like one or two Twitter run. So they still face like seven runner over there. Yeah. So Reverse helps a lot to actually have some pre-GB game. And at the same time, since he milled three, um, you can get to Twitter run a little faster if you could. And then you can call something and it gives it plus 3k. So it makes great twos uh, 12k attackers, which is relevant against their 7k Vanguard mm-hmm. too. Um, that's actually pretty cool that they, they put the, yeah, I thought it was neat. Yeah, definitely interesting. Um, and because of Twitter run, you go GB live and then all your stuff is live and then you just ride night rose to use like negro lazy and negro bone and all that stuff. Nice. Um, let's see the, the next, uh, wave of support there was, uh, BT 17, which, uh, Mm -hmm. got the, uh, Pinot Noir. Mid-sized car. Uh, Is that how you say it? What? Mid-sized car? <laughs> no. Uh, Pinot Noir? What, what have yeah. you been saying? I have no idea. I just read it, and I'm like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm probably going to butcher it. <laughs> I know. It's uh, French pronunciation. It's after a wine. Yeah, Pinot Noir. It's uh, mm-hmm. 
like noir would be night. I, I don't know what Pinot is. I think it's just night wine, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, I took four quarters of French, and I don't remember any of them. Fantastic. Uh, let's see. So th- they got that, and then they got the um, their other legion. It was like a rare legion. Was, uh, yeah, it was Negrobolt. the Negrobolt. Yeah. So, I, uh, ironically, I think Negrobolt was the more desired legion, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, too. So it was a counterblast one, re- retire one of your rear guards. When it attacks a vanguard, this unit is in legion. You may pay the cost if you choose one card from your drop zone and call it to R. And then the other one was just the typical, if it attacks a vanguard, if you have something else in your center column, gets plus 3k. So uh, that allowed you to, to get multi-attacks, which uh, mm-hmm. that was nice, wasn't it, back then? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So w- what was the deck like in, in the legion era? My friend was telling me that they would play on Agarboat and Kokaitis Reverse. Yeah. So you set up with Kokaitis Reverse first. And then once you Legion, you just like return all those triggers that you milled and stuff like that. Oh. Seems pretty It was very fair. Very fair. Yeah. <laughs> it was playable. <laughs> yeah. It was medium. It was playable. Uh, well, it was playable up until everyone started doing that thing where they mixed like 20 clans. Oh, yeah. And that, that just got really dumb. So, Drain Blue wasn't really, uh, I'm sorry for the puns here, making waves. Uh, stop. Stop. But, like, they weren't really <laughs> doing anything uh, exciting, I guess, until the G era. Right? That's correct. That's correct. Yep. Okay. So, uh, after, you know, six, seven sets later, six sets later, uh, in GBT06, Grand Blue got their G support as well as a trial deck. Um, which came with uh, the Vampire Princess of Night Fog, Night Rose. Jaime, I'm just I'm going to let you take this one because I uh, <laughs> I've gotten yeah. beaten by it many times, but I, I don't feel like explaining it. So just take it, go for it. So yeah, Night Rose Bay. <laughs> uh, she actually is pretty good. Uh, stride break. Um, she when you stride, you could just counter blast, bring back a unit, and it gets plus two. And then her GB2 skill, um, if she saw anything die from the rearguard circle, you can mill three to bring it back. And later on, coincidentally, that actually works better on your opponent's turn for defensive plays. So before touching that, we'll probably talk about that when we get to those units later on. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so oh, this... I'm going to keep going. Oh, go for it's it. It's up to you. Yeah. No, go for it. So in that same trial deck, we also got uh, Columbard, the Amber Clone. And to be honest, it's probably one of the best Amber Clones in the game because it allows you to promote attacks during the battle phase. It basically just CBs one, calls something from uh, drop to rear. Yeah. And then we got also like Nekarook, where basically GB1, he's an 11k. And if he's hollow, he's a 16k beater. So at that time, I think... The other thing that I it took me a while to get into Grand Blue was that I felt that sometimes what you brought back wasn't worth the cost sometimes, yeah. whether it be like a couple CB or Soul Blast or whatever. Yeah. But I think now, because of G-Era, you can basically get something for one counter blast. And for rear guards like Negarook, I think that's actually worth it because he's like a 16 beater for yeah. one counter blast. Oh, yeah. We uh, for, forgot to mention. So the, uh, the keyword for Grand Blue is uh, hollow so hollow is a state kind of like charge or um success where when something is put on rear guard circle you can have it become hollowed 
And then if you do that, it's retired at the end phase. So I think that gave Grand Blue like another, uh, you know, dimension because now you can be like, oh, if I'm playing against Link Joker, I can just get my stuff out of the way. And then if, if that I, too, yeah, or like if I'm playing against Diablo, I can leave my things there. Um, it often gets compared yeah. to Charge, where there's a similar mm-hmm. thing where if it's charging, it goes away after the battle as opposed to at the at the end of the turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, it, just the ease of access for what it does is crazy. I think. Yeah, well, it also basically just ends up going back to the drop zone anyway, which is what you want in Grand Blue. Yeah. Um, and um, I think what they were going with that is that you can hollow the unit for an extra bonus for your effect too. So so like he got the extra five k for being hollow. Yeah, and uh, our skeleton cannon air when it's called from drop, you counter blast and retire an opponent's uh, rear guard. But if he's hollowed, you draw a card. Um, so free basically, <laughs> he replaces himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is good because you want to build up your hand. And then before we leave from the trial deck, we have uh, Grenache. Uh, he's probably the greatest forerunner that Grand Blue has, to be honest. <laughs> I think that's arguably one of the best forerunners in the game, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm sure other clans would like to use it. I think you mentioned before you wanted it in Pale Moon. <laughs> yes. Oh my freaking god, Pale Moon. Yeah. Can you imagine? Just, you know, go back into Soul Counter Charge 2. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even necessarily need that. Like, if they made, um, what's her face? Uh, Happiness Collector draw and counter charge as opposed to draw and soul charge i would be, i would have been so much happier but mm-hmm. sadly that's not life so <laughs> yeah and around this time too grenache could be abused with nairos when he dies and nairos sees it at the end of the turn you can bring it back to get an extra counter charge too so yeah what, what really annoys me is when someone at the end phase puts all their cards in the drop zone and then they're going to do that combo like mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, I'll see someone go, "Hey, unflip two, mill three, put Grenache back, hollow it again, put it back and dr-. like just mill three, unflip four. You don't have to spend. Yeah, if you want to skip out, yeah, yeah, like it is not needed. Matt, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. So you also got the Night Rose Stride in GBTO six. Which was that was like your finisher for a little while. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. Sometimes. Um, do you want me to go on on that? Yes. So what I felt is that it reminded me of Olivia, mm-hmm. where Olivia's like return field and call two, yeah. but it's also restricted to like a column. Well, if you want to do something with it, it's a column kind of thing. Yeah. Where you couldn't put two in the front row, so you couldn't get two attacks. And the same thing with Night Rose, she costs two CB to get one in the back and one in the front. So you end up usually doing a column. Um, depending on your setup uh, and depending on how many attacks you get, it may not be enough to finish somebody yeah, like at if they're at four damage and have a decent hand size. Yeah. So I think with go ahead. it was kind of awkward with BT six because the way the way calls worked at that point was like it was, like even though and I think this is an important point about Rose in general, mm-hmm. uh, night or yeah night Rose uh, is that your counterblast during your turn is you need like is your calls right, and at the time it was like one call for one counterblast, yep, and it was really hard to gain higher than that rate, and yeah. so. At the, you know, you were if you wanted to call three units, that was three counterblasts for your turn. Whether or not you were getting it back in the end of the turn, it was still like you weren't doing much other than calling a field. 
Right. You would either have to call from hand to do a field before that or actually spend the counter blast to get a field. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it was very much like how Pale Moon operated at the same time. Mm. What I was thinking, too, that the Nyrus stride was better off in 7Cs because you can break ride and bring two units for free and then stride. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's a so this, good... What? Yeah, the 7Cs deck at this point was a bit stronger than the Night Rose deck. Yeah. yeah. So, so the 7Cs deck was uh, kind of came into fruition with uh, Fire's Collection 2015 Winter. I really mm-hmm. hope I'm getting the set right for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we got uh, 7Cs something something corpse zombie thingy plegaton who when he's put on vanguard circle you call something from drop and then at the end phase it's retired um and then the other still is you can during your main phase counter blast two and if you have a seven c's grade three you can ride him from drop zone so what it pe- could be grade two actually oh shit yeah. really that's good so yeah, yeah. you can not have a grade three when you when you're supposed to ride grade three and be like i'm good <laughs> yeah. yeah this is why it's uh it's it's played in a uh, seven c's rush Oh, so you can just kind of, like, pull it out of your ass? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so even if you milled it or something, it's not a lost cost. Yeah. So, well, there's... But, like, I, I think the main use of that was so you could go, okay, I'm gonna, um, you know, break ride with it. So you get two things from drop that get plus 5k. Plegaton pulls a third thing out. And then you yep. can still stride on top of it. So the... Yep. Like, losing the 10k from the break ride kind of didn't matter because you were getting 15 from the stride anyway. Who cares? Yep. (laughs) Right. Um, So Not to mention that you'll have another skill with the stride because you already done the break ride and played your 10. Yeah, exactly. So you had that, Mm -hmm. and then also there was a 7c slash shade, which was, uh, was it grade 2 or greater 7c's? Retire grade 1 or greater. Greater. Or grade 1 or less. Yeah. Or grade one or grade, grade one or grade one or greater. Okay, so at, after it attacked, you could counterblast one, retire that, and then call slash shade from drop. It gets plus two k. So this was like you know, like a good time for the seventies deck because you had a really strong early game and you had multi attacks and it, it was just really good. Um, it's and really then, solid because it was paired up with cutlass and cards yeah. like that to put cards in the yeah. drop zone and gain advantage at the same time. Yeah, you had. Um, what was the other one? Love by the Seven Seas Night Mist, which was Counterblast 1, call two things from drop, they die at the end phase. So you could kind of keep the train going. Um, and I think that's also what separated Seven Seas and Night Rose because of that stride. With one Counterblast, you can call two things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was big. And so especially because like, if you were hollowing the things anyway, what do you care? <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, were you going to say, Matt? Uh, you can also you know, then start saving Counterblast for Slash Shades and start making extra attacks out of your uh, out of your units. Yeah. A very basic play is that you call two Nagarooks and then you call Slash It in the battle phase. <laughs> yeah. That's actually pretty good still. <laughs> also, also what people would do is, um, like, with this deck, is they would call Nagarooks while they were on grade two and not hollow them. And then the, mm-hmm. the opponent goes, okay, I'm going to attack your Nagarook. Okay, thanks, buddy. Like, <laughs> it's going right back where I want it. Um... Same thing with Slash Shade and other cards, too, yeah. like Cannoneer. It kind of, like, uh, a similar thing, or at least this is what Bushi's trying to get us to do, happened with uh, the whole ritual stuff in Shadow Paladin, was you would call a field of grade 1s, and then if your opponent blew them up, you're like, okay, like, I'm a right. ritual it, now. It didn't you know? hurt as bad. Yeah. Um, I think that's what makes, like, Grim Blue such a strong clan 
in general is just that's the like where where its stuff goes. Yeah, like game yeah. mechanics inherently help its strategy. <laughs> yeah, guarding guarding helps you. Where you're like, okay, guard with this. That thing. was another thing. Yeah, yeah. just guard it and it comes back. Yeah, I remember playing Aqua Force and I'm just like, I really don't want to guard with my title, but in this clan, it's like, oh, I definitely gonna guard with this cannoneer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, or this king serpent. <laughs> king serpent's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that time and then gbto 8 comes out and we get oh, here we well, go what before I'm, we go on we can't forget about other units <laughs> talking about negro lazy right now oh yeah okay so <laughs> negro lazy and uh, we should probably throw negro bone in there are two Definitely. things that uh you need a night rose vanguard because negro lazy is the glimmer breath clone and negro bone is i guess the pure clone because you need the van that vanguard is a 7k i don't know yeah, Necrobone's like a special exception. <laughs> yeah. So both, uh, like, Necrolazy was you counterblast, soul blast if it's hollowed. Uh, you call, you know, is it grade two or less or just anything? Um, yeah, grade two or less. Grade two or less uh, card from drop if you got a Night Rose Vanguard. And then at the end phase, if it's hollowed, unflipped soul charge. And then uh, Necrobone was at the end of the battle that it boosted. Uh, you If you got a Night Rose Vanguard GB1, you counterblast, retire the thing you were just. Uh, boosting and call something back again this didn't hurt because one your thing being retired can just be utilized again and two mm-hmm. like it's going right back where you need it to it's not like it's spike brothers and it's going back to the deck you gotta like fish it out again. right so uh th- these were two very strong cards and like Negrobone especially because i had the seven seas stride deck for a long time or not mm-hmm. a long time like two months <laughs> um and then I was like, this is the stronger deck, but the way support works where they're going to, you know, try and support their, like, break stride the most. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, you had a character in the anime playing it. I was like, Night Rose is going to surpass this. Um, yeah, that's true. So I sold the deck off while it was still hyped. And then lo and behold. Good call. Yeah. Man. GBT08. It is time. Uh, no, not yet. We actually, we forgot a card. What? Yeah. What's Mighty Rogue Nightstorm? Wait, what? Oh, I was thinking something else, but we forgot plenty of cards. <laughs> I mean, we don't need to talk about all of them, but Nightstorm is an important one. Wait. It has two abilities, one of which is hollow, uh, so we're going to ignore that one. The okay. other one has a rearguard skill, uh, GB1. At the end of the battle, this unit attacked a vanguard. If this unit is hollowed, you may pay the cost, which is kind of one. And if you do, you choose a unit not named Mighty Rogue Nightstorm from your drop zone, call it to R, that this unit is not on. And you, you, it does something if you ride it, but you should never, ever ride this card. Which was... Yeah, like, it's a rough trip. Bla- Counterblast, Soul Blast, check top five for something it, with Hollow. Yeah, it, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough ride. <laughs> uh, so why these three cards are really important is that they can interact with each other. Like Negrobone can call Nightstorm, and then Nightstorm can call Negrolazy, and then Negrolazy can call something else to get another attack in. So you got all these like attacks going on in the battle phase. <laughs> One Counterblast each, but wait. If it's like a counterblast per call, then if we just had a way to call multiple things with less counterblast, this deck would be really absurd. Oh, yeah. If only. Okay. If only. All right. But before Third... we get there, we still have Mick. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. I forgot about Mick. Mick, Mick exactly. was a uh, hollow stand trigger where uh, if called from drop zone, if it's hollowed, you pick another unit and give it plus 10k. And then if it's hollowed and is retired, 
you can then shuffle it back in deck. Um, After. So I think this is like one of the examples of like Bushiro trying to get us to play stand traders, and it worked at least for this. Yeah, because um, I think Gramble used to play like twelve crit. Yeah, well, that was your only, your only way to win before. Um, mm-hmm. But after this came out, you would just use a crit four stand with that being this one. Yeah, and make you you can do so many plays and like uh, simple plays like using with the night sh- um, night row stride that you can call it and another mech and it's like a twenty eight k column with each other. Yeah, or another or, thing. Or a rook. Or uh, in the in the seven seas that you would like call it for free. With like Plagaton, Hollow gives something plus 10k, and then use uh, Nightcrow, where if you have a 7 Seas Vanguard, you just retire something and call him back. So you retire the Mick, the Mick goes back in deck, and then now you have a 17 booster. Yep. He's also on the set, Nightcrow. <laughs> what? Can't forget about him. Yeah, there, yeah, there's. We're, Nightcrow is we're, absurd. We're but... going to be here all day if we go into every tiny little card that ever came out. That's true. But, but it's a good we, card, we dude. We'll talk about the Seven Seas deck later. Yeah. All well, right. this deck is an animal. Well, this deck is an animal. We're about to get there because I'm trying this for the third time. GVT08 comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you Did ruin this for me. Did we do it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Grand Blue got another round of support in this set. Um, this, was, this had a lot of clans in it, um, GVT08. Absolutely. Too many. A lot, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like some clans just got, like, what, five or six cards or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. So what, what came in here is, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start from the top and work our way down. So the, the, big, the, big, uh, the big guns here is, uh, is it Tempest call it, Calling Pirate King? Okay, there have been many pronunciations of this. Just call it Gash. Gash? Gauch? Gauch is yes. the original OCG It's name. Gauch. Yeah. Cool. All right. I call it Easy Gauch, but yeah. Gauch is yep. another way to do it. Or you can call him Gucci. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Use that. So this is a Pale Moon card in disguise. It's uh, when you stride with him, you counterblast, soul blast, flip up a copy of him. Then you put any number of cards from your soul to the drop zone. Then choose the same number of uh, cards you from the drop zone that you put there as part of the effect, not the cost, um, and then call them out, and then the things you call it was it get plus one K for every card in Jiza, something like that. Every face up, yeah. Every face up card yep. in Jiza. So, um, anybody want to want to take this one? I'm mad just thinking about it. Either way, Matt, so you want to take I it? Yeah, sure. So I kind of alluded to this earlier when I was talking about if there was a way to call many things with with a few <laughs> counterblasts. So we mentioned that we have a lot of call, uh, cards like Negrobone, Nightstorm, Negrolazy that all call an additional card for one counterblast. But you need to set up a field first. And what this card does is with com- combining cards like King Serpent that all, when called from drop, counter charge, soul charge, uh, cards like Rusty's Banshee, shove into soul, draw a card, you can get a pretty decent amount of soul in Grand Blue very quickly. And so mm-hmm. even with very medium drop zone setups, you can just create absurd turns with this card because you're using one counterblast for calling pretty much an entire field and the rest of it for just activating multi-attacks. Yeah, and you can call those crits back too to like get draws back into your hand and Mm -hmm. fill soul for later too, which is pretty good. Yo, I'm going to soul blast five, call three roughsies. Put it back in, three cards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's crazy is that this this set was like a sleeper set for like 
outside of OCG. Like Gouge yeah. for a while was like ten bucks. <laughs> Less than that, I think, on release. Yeah. I, I remember it being about five during the sneak peek. Every, everyone the was my God. fifteen. Everyone was obsessed with the Fenrir stride, Sharhat stride, and Flagellate Messiah. No one gave a shit about anything else. Um, and then Seven Runner, of course. Yeah, well, we're about to get to that. When I said work my yep. way down, I meant work my way or work our way down. <laughs> so can I can I say something about Gauche? Sure. So you guys, I've heard of like Damn Daniel, right? Yes. Like with the Vans. What year is this? What year is this? What year is this, right? <laughs> I don't know. His his art kind of reminds me of that, and he's like, damn, you know, instead of Dan Daniels, like, damn, gosh, back at it again with that drop zone. <laughs> Dude, one of my one of my coworkers, um, like, kept that going, that that like whole meme for about three months after it stopped being funny, which was like the day after. It was horrifying. <laughs> Jodeline, if you're ever listening, damn you. Okay. Uh, the lifespan of memes are very small at this point. Like it's pretty much dead the day it happens. Yeah. Like the 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 whole Kofefe thing, I I saw like at least twenty things on Reddit before I even knew what it was. Like, mm. um, I just saw it on Twitter. Fair enough. Okay, so the 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 other big con- uh, thing in this site, which I may kind of alluded to, was uh, uh, Great Witch Doctor of Banquet's Nedralily. So when you were talking about Night Rose's GB2 being uh, more beneficial during your opponent's turn, uh, th- this, is, this is what he was talking about. Um, so it was a G-Guard with uh, Counterblast 1. Choose one of your rear guards and retire it. When this is placed on Guard Circle, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose up to one normal unit uh, with Ghosty in his card name from your drop zone. Call it to an open R, and this unit gets plus 10k shield until the end of that battle. So uh, the... The counterblast, like the counterblast cost, initially seems heavy, but one you're getting another thing back for you know for that call or for that cost, right. which is nice. So like you you can get your stride fodder back, which like it may not seem like much, but a seventeen booster is nice. Like, um, mm-hmm. and then call bail back. Call bail back. Yes, that's and then GBT over it. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, the GB two of Night Rose means that if you retire something of of yours and then uh you can use night rose's skill to immediately call it back so if you leave your negro lazy there leave a skeleton cannoneer there leave a make the ghosty there you can make either you can make your vanguard 21k base you can kill off your opponent's stuff um you can counter charge if you got bail there it's it's a very good g-guard um, also, you don't have to call anything. So, like, if you just retire with the counter blast, you get the ten. Like, if you don't have anything you want to call, like, it's it's just a really good G guard. Um, and for that it, awkward moment when you don't have a ghost scene drop. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, man. I used the night night storm as my stride fodder. <laughs> right. Bale has a good stride fodder. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine if Bale was a stride fodder too? <laughs> the. So, uh, Drainblue became one of three clans that had a disruptive uh, G-Guard with the advent of this card. Uh, the mm-hmm. other two being Kaguro and uh, Deer Chronicle. Um, that's pretty nuts. Head around is it's really good. What's uh, up? Head around is so stupid. Yes. We've been over that many times. I like doing this against, like, decks against, like, Golds. 
So when they attack with like glorious raining, they yeah. call their shit first, and then you just blow up one of the columns, basically. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, really good. <laughs> yeah. So this was also like, what is it now? How how much is it now? Price wise? Yeah. Really? Is, like, is it expensive or? Not Should really. Okay. It's a double R. It's played at most too, to oh, be okay. honest. So that's not a. That's not the a SP is expensive. Well, yeah, the <laughs> SP of anything is expensive for the most part. The, the play can be pretty counterblast heavy if you don't have a uh, if you don't have a bailing around. So. Yeah. And like it's counterblast they're using on your opponent's turn, so you don't even get it back till the end of your turn. True. But what's I'm... what's funny is you can trick them too, where like, hey, it looks like you're gonna deck out, so you can't mill enough and then draw for next turn to win. Or A, you don't have an extra counterblast for that extra, you know, retire. But if you bring back Bale, it does both. And your opponent kind of feels salty at that point. Or, or, mm-hmm. or, or you can just be like, oh, your uh, your name is Gear Chronicle? All right, 21k base. Have fun, buddy. Damn it. Can't do my Bale and shit. Uh, I mean, Gear Chronicle can kind of play around Negrid Lily, so it's kind of annoying. That's true. Um, yeah. Because the, the thing with Night Rose's GB2 is it has to do it on the first thing that hits drop zone. So yeah. if they can find a way to bait it, like kill off your stuff in main phase, so you go, oh, okay, you're going to uh, call Cannoneer and kill something, or I'll just, do, I'll just do other shit before starting to attack. It, it's not a matter of that they can kill it. It's they spin it. Well, no, I yeah. mean just like any deck in general. Like it, yeah. there are ways to um, I mean, call get rid this of yeah. and Screw up your play. Yeah. That's yeah. Probably one of the best AKs in the game. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It's rude that it just kills a starter, too. It's just like, gone, please. Yeah. That's true. Although, one of my favorite things is, uh, like, playing against Gears with Great Nature. And they go, okay, spin your Crayon Tiger. All right, call Momonga. Kill it. Search for Crayon Tiger. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, the, Bail the Ghosty also came in the site, which we were just talking about. Uh, it's uh, basically if it gets retired during your battle phase, you can put it in bottom of deck and counter charge. So it gives you mm-hmm. battle phase counter charges, which is nice. And then and if it was b- brought back from drop zone, it'll get like a 2k, yeah. so it becomes like a 9k, I mean, and it pairs nice. off well with Negrobone. Yeah, so this is also arguably the pure clone, so that, that's why I said not quite sure with Negrobone. Um, mm, true, yeah. So the other uh, thing to come out of the woodwork with this set is uh, so Seven Seas took on a a different form at this time. Matt, it's your turn. (laughs) All right. So and for the purposes of uh, this, uh, for discussing Seven Seas at this point, instead of saying. uh, Seven Seas. Instead of saying Seven Seas grade, like people like to call it grade one rush. We're just going to call it Seven Runner. Yeah, and this is here. a very, um, very grade grade one heavy seven uh, seas deck. Um, it plays typically. I've seen decks play anywhere from eight to twelve crit. Uh, you always play four performing zombies because that card's insane. And the deck it just loops a bunch of loops night crows and night and uh, night runners along with night spinal, which is a grade two that came out in GBT six, I believe. No, it was eight actually. Uh, it was eight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my bad. It came out this set. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so um, Night Spinal. Okay, so hang on. So uh, the things that these cards do. So uh, Nitro, we already mentioned, you if you got a 7 Seas Vanguard, swap himself with something on field. Uh, what is it? What's Night Runner do again? 
Uh, so the beginning of your main phase, yeah. if he's in your drop, you can mill four cards to return him rested to an open regards or to a regard circle, not open. Sorry, any okay. regard circle. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so typically, what will happen is you'll beginning of main phase, mill four, call him over Nightcrow. Oh. Or if you have an open spot, you just get a plus one because you yeah, can or, kill it with Nightcrow. Yeah. If first, if your opponent's attacking your Vanguard, you just start looping a bunch of uh. You just start looping in Knight's final. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what was funny is that um, he's a forerunner, but he wasn't really the forerunner of the deck either. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got banned. He got hit to one, and you banned the starting vanguard, so you can no longer uh, deal with that. Okay. I mean, they used to. They still do. They play uh, Gina. Yeah, I, I like. Well, I've seen some people play Peter, and I've seen some people play Captain Night Kid. I like Gina the most because it means I can mulligan, I can hard mulligan for Knight's final and feel like my hand does something. Okay, yeah. so and at the same time, it saves you a CB too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Gina was shove and soul, uh, discard a card, discard check top, put on top or bottom, then draw. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's mm -hmm. that, and then uh, Knight Spinal is grade two, where where you discard a seven C's caller from drop, and then every time she sees a card come out of seven drop, C's seven C's unit, seven C's unit, she gets plus two K. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. All right. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, Knight Spinal is. Okay. One of the best, probably the best card in the deck. So yeah. once once you ride to grade one, and you're on a seven seas vanguard, or you don't need to be on a seven seas vanguard technically, but you need to be on a seven seas vanguard for everything else. Um, you discard anything, like any card with seven seas in its name, like Plagaton. You can discard other copies of Knight Spinals. You can discard your Slash Shade. Yeah, and just immediately get this thing into play. And now with Rummy Labyrinth, there's a seven seas draw trigger that you could use, and which I find so, hilarious. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I've seen somebody. Is... Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say I saw somebody in I think a recent BCS like writing the actual draw trigger, <laughs> <laughs> and just that to is... have seven C's in the name. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, if you don't, yeah, probably better than geosysting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. so this deck is pretty, I'm going to say oppressive. This is not what Bushrod wants in this game. Because the way the deck operates is you have basic loops uh, sitting on a grade 1 Vanguard that hit for enough. Usually um, something like 14, 17, 11, 22. Yeah, whatever. evil. Is it evil shade? Yeah, that gives yeah. it like an, a 10k boost basically. That's right, that's right. Yeah, uh, and at the same time, cards. you're milling two cards. <laughs> yeah. And you can make it bigger if you want to commit more cards from hand, but the deck's not really a... Like, it's called Grade 1 Rush, but that's not really how the deck operates if both players know what's going on. It's just very grindy. Um, the the games drag ten, can drag out, depending on, of course, drive mm -hmm. checks and if your opponent actually knows what's going on. True. Uh, if your opponent tries to push back too hard, then they can just die. Yeah, you're not running any heals in that deck either. Yeah. Well, it's 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 not... Well, I mean, if your opponent gives you too much counterblast, you can also just start pressing very very aggressive. No, I know. I'm yeah, just saying that they, they're not going to heal. They're, they're absolutely... They're trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We should probably mention to the new listeners what's so oppressive about this is that because most decks now have, you know, GB-locked units... You can't do anything because your opponent's Vanguard is on grade one. 
and mm -hmm. you can't see Breeze unless your opponent ha is on grade two and hasn't, uh, you know, ridden the turn before. So right. that, that, that's what it was so grindy is like, if you were seeing this for the first time, people were like, what the fuck? And then you're dead. Um, like pretty th much this, this was the new ripple rush. Yes. Um, yeah, I think this is worse, but yeah. yeah, definitely worse. I think, yeah, this, this deck is like, probably better. And yeah. just it, it was in 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 so annoying for for your opponent. Yeah. It kind and of plays mean, like old style Vanguard, I think, like really it, it old does. Vanguard. Except your opponent has a bunch of nine K vanillas. <laughs> Pretty much. I was gonna say it also went to like worlds mm -hmm. and, or something like that because they I didn't mean, they have more than one worlds or something like that. Yeah, they have year. a OCG worlds and a TCG worlds. Yeah. So it. It was at the OCG Worlds. I don't know. I don't think it didn't win, though. I don't think. And then it like destroyed our our worlds. Although the people playing it were bad. Like the <laughs> one guy didn't know how Night Runner worked, so he like milled a Night Runner, or something, like off the first Night Runner and thought he could activate it or something. Oh, I see. And I was Timing. just like, Ugh. I mean, it just needs to be there at the start of your freaking main. Yeah. Game. Yeah. This. I mean, I think there is a correct way to play against this deck. And it makes it really slow. Denying them counterblast does actually work. What, where, yeah, it does. Where, where you can, you just you can mill them. Where you can just yeah, you do that and attack the rear guards over and over. Um, yeah. th it, it also depends what they're seeing too, yeah. because if they're like seeing all their pieces, they could still like beat you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, th there there was a somewhat famous game where uh, this guy was in the top four with uh, Spike Brothers against it, and like, oh god. In theory, Spike Brothers should get freaking flattened because you want to do all your stride stuff, and the guy just ground him out. Where he was just, he was calling, you know, charging units. He didn't care. Attack rear guards, to, you know, and just eventually milled the guy out. Yeah. That, that's hilarious. Yeah. Spike Bros grinding Spike out. Bros. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, high proof. Yeah, high proof. <laughs> the opponents are typically on the same, pretty much all on the same page. Like, you, you don't need powerful, like, that you can play like limit break cards to like kind of break open this matchup, but like it's winnable uh, with normal cards. But it means you can't play the game you're meant, you're supposed to be playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen Blade Wings do the same thing where they just grind out the uh, Seven Seas deck. That's crazy. Interesting. Wait, I I I haven't seen that done. Like, uh, there's a couple of VGCS videos. It, this was the unrestricted one too. So. Oh wow. Yeah, um, uh, I'll, I'll try to find them later, but that'd be cool to watch. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it takes I, a while. I think once they, I think once people figured it out, it, it was easier. Like just the attack rear guards, deny them counter blast, etc. I mean, it's still trigger dependent, right? Like you can yeah. still just lose. Yeah, but yeah, like, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, if they're saying their things, it's hard still. Yeah, but I, I just find it funny that like Bouchard has ever ever since this has happened that they're trying to deftly. Keep seven C's as an archetype for Grand Blue, but make it what they originally wanted to, which was like that stride deck from before. Um, yeah. And they're kind of failing at it because it's still around. Yeah. So, want to know something really horrifying? What? So, they sure. hit Seven Runner and it didn't kill the deck, right? Yeah. Yep. In Japan, they hit Nightcrow to one. Yeah. Which yeah. is a very important card in the deck. Okay. People are still playing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. Give them a box, they'll play to the edges, right? <laughs> it's just like, 
I mean, this deck can slowly ride up too. Like when the game's about to be over, they'll just like, all right, I'm gonna ride to two now. Yeah. And, and you're like, okay, now I can ride to three, strike gash. <laughs> or Nigo Sanga. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we should we go to Rummy. Wait before, yeah, go to Rummy. Um, and I, I will explain this fantastic deck that our friend James uh, showed us. It's really fun. I'm sorry. So, uh, <laughs> the next set where uh, Dream Blue Red Support was in Rummy Labyrinth, and th- this was already after Night Rose had started being, you know, very competitively viable to the point where it started outpacing Gear Chronicle most of the time. Um, but you also got such toys as Negrosonger, Dragroot, um, what, were the, what was the other stuff in there that was, like, a big deal? Uh, you got Negromode, the G-Guard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else? But, um, well, uh, Fatal we should, should talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah. So, Dragoot is the GR for Grand Blue. Um, it's GB2, Counterblast 2, discard a card, then choose up to the same number of cards from your drop zone as the number of rear guards and call them to separate rear guards. And then you, for each unit called with the hollow ability, your opponent chooses a rear guard and retires it. And then, if your opponent has no rear guards, you get to draw a card. So your discard becomes negligible. Yeah. Um, so it's this great card against Luard. Yes, this card is the real deal. And like in the Luard deck, which got really popular after GBT 10, uh, with the uh, introduction of Belial Owl, um, denying them of their stride skill is a really big game. And this lets you do it very nicely. And it's convenient that Grenache has the hollow ability, so it's like a retire while getting the thing you want to get anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so tilting, by the way. Yeah. Look, typically, what, Shadows will have like two to three things around. Um, but so, so the most mileage you can get out of this card from like a purely card advantage standpoint is having two things already there. So you don't have to yep. call over anything. That being said... And it's pretty easy to do, yeah. too. Like, that being said, the, the killing your opponent's field at the right time can be devastating. Like, But, yes, the Lord thing is probably where that card gets the most uh, points, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, He's also a good mid-game card when your opponent's at low damage and you don't think you can, like, kill him that turn, too. Well, you just kind of, like, fuck it, I'll kill some stuff. Right, kind of like Wailing Thalas in a way. Yeah. Or I mean, no, I I think Commander Thalas is a better example of that. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was referring to like nuking the board. Oh, nuking the board. <laughs> yes, nuking the board is nice. Um, <laughs> let's see. And then, well, we already went over this in the Rummy Labyrinth episode, like all these. But the Nedrosarner was another one that basically just let you, after you attacked, you could just pull something else out of the drop zone, so you could get another attack off which oh goody grand blue got more uh attack options and this is already in a world with negrobone nightstorm uh etc yeah what's abs- absurd is that it gives the unit power too yeah which mm-hmm. um if it's li- like th- this thing is hilarious any time of the game because if it's early game or you know mid game once you start striding uh you know, it, nice another attack. If it's late game, uh, yeah, this hitting's for this thing's hitting for like forty seven. 
like well, something stupid. Yeah. If you do it second stride, right? Yeah. Like you call like a night storm with this, it's gonna be like a twenty six k night storm just hanging out. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I used to. I the other day I called it and it was like a forty one k night storm. <laughs> Jesus it's, Christ! It's, it's so crazy. <sighs> okay, that thing that thing is annoying. I love. I'm glad that, it's though. end of battle, so they can't like do anything stupid. Like put triggers on it. Yeah, it yeah, kind of makes you awkwardly play that in Night Rose, but in Seven Cs you can get uh, Slash Aid and then stack the triggers on Slash Aid. Yeah, mm. or um, what is it Ghosty? It's pretty good in there too. Which uh, oh yeah, I can finally mention this. So Ghosty <laughs> got turned into a full archetype in uh, Rummy Labyrinth, where I think it's awesome too. Yeah, so it, before it was just kind of a loose association of cards. We're like, okay, these things just say ghosty. They don't have anything to do with each other. But now they, like, actively tried to make it an art. Like, every clan has just that, those loose association of cards that have the same name. So, like, in, in the Paladin clans, you have the dolls, which are, like, dogs. And then in Pale Moon, you have beast tamers, etc. Um, mm-hmm. And then earlier in Pale Moon, there was Nightmare Dolls, but that was made into a thing back in GBT05. But... Uh, with this, you got, like, all these ghosty cards that are strangely defensive. So th- there's this grade one uh, ghosty where you can retire it and give your vanguard with ghosty in the name plus 5k for that battle. And a lot Quincy. Of... Quincy, yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, um, this along with the, I forgot what the grade two was. It's, like, it's all black. It's got a little, like, white Climby. What? Clemmy, the ghosty, basically a Negrook. Yeah. yeah, so basically it's a Negrook if you got ghosty cards in your drop zone. And then your grade three, which every time a ghosty is, re- or if a ghosty is retired, you can call something with uh, something less, like a, like a lesser grade than the thing that was killed. So oftentimes, yeah. because this is brand blue, your stuff dies, you can then get a Quincy back. And then next turn, you can basically have it be a 5k shield. Um, like, Quincy itself is, I think, one of the better cards in the deck because putting it on the field at the start of your turn, like, literally, it doesn't matter. You're committing a 5k shield from your hand, but it works as a 5k shield. Yep. So, uh, the deck is, like, really risky business and really stupid, but really fun. And is, I think, I think the whole deck costs about, like, five dollars to build the... Holy crap, that's cheap. <laughs> that, but... The Grand Blue G Zone is still needed. Like you still need Gash and Night Rose and stuff. So you're like, shit. Oh, um, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> this is no longer cheap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, Gash has gone down, and then you got Negrosonger. That's kind of cheap still. Yeah, ne- Negrosonger. You don't really need. Um, you don't need four Gash though. I've noticed you can right. you can get away with two. Night Rose is more important there, and she went down a bunch. So I think it's still pretty buggy. Yeah. Um, and Gash is only twenty. Oh, there you go. That's not too bad. Like, or a little more than that, sorry. It's like 25. Okay, so 50. <laughs> Night Rose is like, what, 10 now or less? Less than that? I don't know. Yeah. You're probably better off getting um, Negrosonger. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, At you, that point. Yeah, you want to run like Negrosonger and... Uh... He's like 750 or something like Night that. Night Rose Stride is 10 to 12. Okay, so 40, 140, 145. I mean, it's still a bit. I know. Yeah, Obadiah is actually played in here, and then you can play the other new rare stride, too. Yeah. So that works, too. Yeah, so the deck probably costs about, like, 150 bucks, which 
That's annoying. If you go full blown. <laughs> if you go full blown, but like you can budget the fuck out of this thing and still be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to I think to emphasize climbing the ghosty, which is basically their Negarook has your other skill where it gets an extra five K shield for uh I think having a ghosty vanguard. I think so, yeah. So it becomes a ten K shield, which is really good. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. And then also uh because other stuff that is like you have a PG that's a ghosty, where the, uh, the ghosty leader girl when when you ride her you soul blast two ghosts. It doesn't have to be a ghosty. It can be like ghost type or right that thing at the bottom like zodiac time base. Is that a type or oh okay or I I, I forgot what it, like race race that's what it was. So if you have, yeah so you look at cards at the top of your deck until you find uh, a grade one. And then if it's a ghosty, you put it into your hand and put the rest in to the drop zone. Then if not, you just put the rest in the drop zone. So Freddy the Ghosty is like the PG from the trial deck. So you run that just so you can go, okay, look, look, look. Oh, look, Freddy the Ghosty. And then put a bunch of other important ghosties in my drop zone. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's Pre- amazing how we can grab stride fodders and PGs. Yeah, stride fodders, PGs, Quincy's, etc. Um, I highly recommend the deck if you're if you're just like dirtling around and... Um, yeah. I've been playing with it recently too. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So it's yeah. viable too. <laughs> okay. I think. I mean, it's about it, it. It's not like gonna win you any tournaments anytime soon, unless you're really lucky. Right. But, but it's not a bad deck. <laughs> it is definitely not a bad deck, and by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Anywho, um, so should we talk about Fatal Shade? What, what was Fatal Shade again? Uh, She's the grade, grade one, one shade. Yep. Good. Okay. So if you have a Night Rose Vanguard, if uh, when this dies due to Hollow, you can bottom deck it, subblast one, and bring back anything that's not a grade one. So you could bring back like Grenache, Necro Lazy Mick, and Cannoneer at the end of the turn. Okay. Which is really nice because y- you can save your um your milling for your actual defensive plays, so you don't have to like you know minus another three cards that turn. Oh, okay. So so instead of going. All right, this Cannoneer's dying, mill three, call it back. You can just go, okay, put Fatal Shade on bottom, call back Cannoneer. Yep. Okay, yeah, that that's pretty good. Decking out is a real way that this deck can lose, especially after the hit that Japan that TCG got or OCG got. What with Mick? Yeah, with Mick. Yeah. Yeah. This Bale and Mick are really the main cards that go back to deck and are really used in Night Rose. Mm-hmm. Although people are starting to play my favorite card in the Remy Labyrinth in Japan. What? What's that? Screaming Banshee. Oh, no. Because it's the cutest <laughs> card in the set. Seawall Banshee? No, yeah. Screaming Banshee. Screaming. Screaming. Nobody plays Seawall Banshee. Oh, Scream. the stand trigger. The, the stand trigger, yeah. Okay, it's so, so cute. So, when placed on R, uh, choose GB1, choose one of your other rear guards with hollow ability, and you can have it become hollowed. And then, uh, when, when it's retired from rear to the effective hollow ability, you can bind this card face up if you do draw a card. So, wait, why are people... Is it just because it's another stand trigger that can do stuff, or... Uh, yeah, pretty much. Or is it, it also... Uh... Waifu tax? <laughs> it's not that pricey, I hope. <laughs> I, no, I mean, like... The comp. Yeah. I don't, I, think I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the particular combos are. I just see it, like, people are just filling the extra mix slots with it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it is a hollow target, uh, hollow target too. Yeah. yeah, so it's good, so it's fine with your goot. Yeah, Dragood, and uh, what's the other card? Um, 
Yeah, Andrew Gu. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, another card too. Um, Fatal Shade is also a hollow unit, so yeah. Dragoot also benefits from that. That's true. Um, oh yeah, we, we glossed over this. The the seven mm-hmm. seven C's got another stride, which uh, works a little bit like Good End Dragger, where it it wants you to like you, after it attacks, you put it away, and then you can break ride afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it, it it's pretty good for what it is. It's just the no one cares, unfortunately. It's basically your last stride and knowing that you're gonna kill him yeah. because you minus. But it could be negligible too because seven C's also gets a big hand too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it works. Especially if you can break ride, stride this, and then still able to break ride after this. Oh, so if you break ride on top of the break ride. Yep. So you can break ride twice that turn. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. it's rested. It, it, so, I mean, I think. Like Grand Blue, like even like the best deck Nairos got like four solid, four so solid cards from the set, which I think generally for a clan is a good haul. Yeah, like I agree. If you get four playable cards out of a set for your fifty card deck, you know, or sixty six card deck or whatever. Like that's insane. Mm-hmm. What did Pale Moon get out of this? I think uh, at least for Harry, we got one, <laughs> maybe two, <laughs> one and a half. That's rough. Yeah, like. Nightmare Dolls got more help, for, and Silverthorn's got more help from this set than Harry did, which... Yeah, is... Harry got absolutely shat upon. Yeah. Like, Magic. Harry is a deck that needs multiple cards and didn't get it. Yeah. And, and so we... it just really hurts. And now we have to wait <laughs> for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the Grade 1 Rush deck for 7 Cs, or the 7 Runner, got more cards than Harry. Damn. <laughs> like there's another grade one uh seven seas grade one there's another seven seas grade two uh i'm referring to night alert and night jasper yeah. there's a seven seas draw trigger a seven seas crit which is insane okay i the, wish it had an effect the, 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 <laughs> yeah right the animals from the aspca commercials got more than harry <laughs> in the arms of the angels okay oh yeah it's a very sad commercial <laughs> yeah. i found out that sarah mclaughlin can't like she has admitted in interviews that she can't watch those commercials because she makes it like they're too sad. I'm like, yeah, now you see how it feels. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty much the long and short of grand blue. But uh, in terms of like competitive viability, I don't think we need to sing its praises. It's good. Um, it's only and, the best deck in the game. Yes. And normally this would be the time where we go, what would make like, what, what does it need? What does it not need? What like what do we what do we need to do to kill it? I can I cannot wait until we do Gear Chronicle because we're gonna like tear that shit apart. It's gonna be great. Um, okay. but like, <laughs> I've just never seen a deck just have so much of everything like Grand Blue does. It kind of and it kind of came all at once too. Like after GBTO, yeah. that's when when it started. Like just like Gash was the turning point in my opinion. At least for Night Rose, yeah. Yes, for Night yeah. Rose. Um, well, even for Seven Seas, too. Like, it, it, it turned into the Seven Runner, and then... Uh, well, that's true. But, then, I mean, Seven Seas before then was a, a strong contender, too. Yes, that's mm-hmm. true. It was a very solid game. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, Night that, Rose was fine prior to GBT8. Yeah. Like, it wasn't good, but it wasn't, like, bad. It was, like, very medium. 
Yeah. It's a very medium I think deck. The, I felt the problem with Narrows, too, is that you couldn't build a hand as much as Seven Cities at the time, too. Right. And then, uh, and then Gash came out, and it's like... Boom. Oh, also Rampage shit uh, in, in that same set. What was Rampage uh, shit? The Night Trigger. Trigger. Oh, yeah. The, the uh, so, Heart Thumb clone, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. the Heart Thumb clone. So all of these are just kind of like, so now you have eight triggers that go to soul, all of them crits, mm-hmm. and four mix, and you have this very convenient stride that I think Night Rose players at this point look for any reason that they don't have to go into Obadiah. Going to Obadiah is like the failure case. Yeah. Yeah, kind of is. If they have any reason at all that they can go into, stup- they can go into Gash, they just do it. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Like, I even go into it if I'm only calling two units. At that point, it's like a Night Miss stride. But it's still good. It's just, yeah. yeah. And there's and like against like gears, you'll just be like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna hold my Grenache and Soul against a matchup. Like I think, so there's this. So Grenache is a starter. Uh, it is, I, from what I've seen, people generally don't like calling him out at all. Mm-hmm. Because it depends on the matchup. Yeah. Well, I was saying for like uh, it, it, for the sole purpose. Get, yeah. For against like yeah. Top deck, so like let's say you know gears. You look at you're never gonna call this thing out ever in your life. Oh no, because I will get Calibum right off the bat. It will, yeah, they will. And Calibum's dumb too because they can like time leap into it. So that too, like pre GB time leap into it. Oh yeah, that's right. That one great one <laughs> with Lashima <laughs> or whatever dumb. it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, so but and that way you can get your GB two online too. Mm-hmm. On first but, against, but like you said, against some decks, like I think against things like. Um, Neo Nectar or something that you know you absolutely positively have to kill ASAP. Oh yeah, then, or Freeze Ray. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually call it a Grenache just to have that early pressure starting at Great One. Mm. Yeah, that I makes sense. I think Gears is I think Gears is like the only one I keep it in Sol because you can call Grenache to the front row and just keep attacking and they're like I don't want to kill that because that helps them but then. They want they they attack Vanguard and that only helps you and you still have this nine K or twelve K column that's still there since grade one, which is taking a card or two away from them or putting an extra damage. Which goes along call, call Grenash out to the right, call Tommy behind it, reveal Nightstorm, get Night Rose. Right. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Discard or just put a Necrobone there. So if they don't kill it, when you start striding you can like replace it with a King Serpent. Mm-hmm. And then you're good to go with Grenache in the drop zone and get it back with Gauche. Yeah, I think that the bonus uh, for calling Grenache out too is if you like if you don't gash for whatever reason, uh, mm-hmm. you can kind of lock yourself out a lot of counter blast by not having gash, not having Grenache available. Right. Yeah. Or or, or your opponent plays Steel Drain or uh, what is the what is the other card? Um, what are you talking about? Yu-Gi-Oh. What, what game is this? <laughs> um, Royal Decree. Royal Decree. That's what. It, yeah. Anyway. Um, but they have Imperial Order again now. Come on, man. Oh, Christ. Oh, yeah. Awful. Uh, anyway, back to Vanguard. Yeah, back to Vanguard. <laughs> Why can't I remember what I was going to say? The... I don't know. Damn it. Stupid seizure miss. Um, thing with, like, what needs to get hits. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. I mean, so, we're still not done with the sets. <laughs> okay. 
Um, we still have FC tw- uh, 2017. Actually, oh, that's what I was going to say. So uh, what we were talking about, like, th- things things that can, uh, like, deal with it. Like, how, how do you weaken it? Um, honestly, I think with all of the new Narukami stuff, uh, Narukami might be a, like, dark horse against this deck. They just need to live. Yes. Yeah. So they need to do things faster. <laughs> well, okay. So, like, it, you can't do your early game shit where you just call hollow stuff and not hollow it, because then your 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 opponent can go, okay, ride martial arts dragon, retire and bind. Um, if they hit. No, <laughs> it's on ride. It's on ride. Martial arts. Is it on ride? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Never mind. You're thinking, you're thinking of Chatura, where it binds from drop draw card. Yeah, it's uh, a yeah. grade two. It has Thunderstrike two becomes a 10k attacker. On ride, on ride, uh, counter boss one, soul boss one, choose a front row of your guard, retire and bind. Oh, shit, never mind. Yeah, so yeah, they got that GBT09. Yeah, which yeah. kind of, yeah, so there's, there's that. So you can't do that. And then also, they have this new G guard in this fighter's collection, which will eventually cover the fighter's collection, don't worry. But um, the they have impede dragon, which can screw up your attacks, you know, mid turn and bind things. And like, it can be it can be something kind of important, and you, and you have no way to get things back from bind zone. You're not doing yeah, powerful. That's true. This card um, is silly. And then if somehow they manage to live to that GB8, you're completely screwed because it binds both players' drop zones. So you're like, I'm not. Getting no, that just back. your opponents. Just your opponent. I thought it was. Oh no, binds yeah. opponents' drop zone and then counts both players' bind zones. For mm, the power. Yeah, that's what it was. So if you're running dungaree, you're still good. More power. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dungaree is big. Next is more <laughs> So speaking of FC, should we talk about Grand Blues FC? Yes, we should. Oh yeah. So we got a uh, Galleon. <laughs> Anyone want to talk about him? Yeah, it, yeah, it sure. Seems like so, they're already on the page or something. You yeah. know what I really hate about Gash? What? Gash costs Counterblast. Yeah, that sucks. Why? Why do he also needs Soul? So why not? And he doesn't. He doesn't give that much power, right? Like he gives a little bit. You know, yeah. a few K here and there. So how about you make a big boat that calls five cards by himself? And then gives them plus 10k. Okay. And the turn retires everything. Okay, now when you say a big boat, do you mean like the card itself is really big? No, he means like literally it's a fucking boat. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's an immortal boat. That's cool. It's got sails and shit. And it has it a mouth sweet. too. It's got a mouth. It looks sweet. Yeah, it, it does looks look so sweet. sweet. <laughs> when you run out of cannoneers, just throw the boat at them. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. <laughs> so GV8, when placed on V, choose up five cards from drop, call them separate R, they get plus 10k until the... And at the end of the turn, retire the image call with this effect. Oh, wait, hollow, we're good. Like, that right. is so good. Um, can you, can you like, realistically survive to that point, though? Probably not, especially if you got, like, Negrobones and Mix and all that shenanigans. Why, like, you killed the opponent already? Hopefully. Yeah. Well, I'm, say- I'm saying if you stride this guy, you have those cards... Oh. To contribute to the madness. Yes, that's true. You do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, like, if your opponent somehow lives to third stride, it's pretty reasonable to get this thing happening on third stride. Yeah, because you can do gash, literally anything else. And, like, two G-guards, and you're already yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And you draw enough cards where you're likely to see one heal. Yeah, like, like, true. And, like, I'm very likely to see one heal. And if you see two, like, you can, like, third stride boat... And, like, that's probably just game. Yeah. I cannot wait until we talk about this Fires collection, and I, wa- I want to bring Proof back on here, because 
uh, Fighters Collection is doing something very interesting to a lot of clans, and uh, I think Spike Brothers definitely gets affected the most. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. I saw <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not ready. Where, where's, the, <laughs> where's the other Granblue stuff in this set? So, you want to talk about the G-Garden timing? Sure. Yeah. Negrolola. So, she is GB1, Flippa, G-Guard, and Soblast 1. You can call two cards with different grades from the drop and call them the gear cut. I mean, gear circle. Um, so, it's like Slamey, like I mentioned earlier. But you can bring cards like um, Chappie. So you can get like that extra mill that you want, and it also helps to get to GB8 faster. Yeah. And then to pair it off with the heal Bernard the Ghosty, um, you can discard one grade one or lower and draw a card. Okay, here's my favorite thing about Bernard the Ghosty. Not only do you see a uh, skeleton in the background slipping on a banana peel, uh, he's holding two <laughs> bananas, so he's like, ah, "I did this. I'm a prankster." Ah, like, <laughs> he's having such. A I like his art too. Yeah. Um, this thing actually is good for the ghosty deck too, because it's a ghost. Yeah. Deck, so you can many many things. And it's shiny. And it's shiny. Yes. I, the skeleton, like it's so freaked out. Yeah, like, like something's gonna happen. Okay, li- literally the flavor text should have just been whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like a skeleton's like afraid it's gonna hurt itself. Yeah. No, I think he, he's like mid slip on the banana peel, isn't he? No, he definitely is. Okay. So he's like, but he's like. He's like the point of no right? return. He's like, oh man, who, who, the, like, how am I going to put myself back together after this? <laughs> Best believe, start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. How is You're this ghost one. digesting this banana? Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Um, Jesus. Uh, it's, it's like screaming banshee in the in the water. Yeah. How you know, she's screaming in water. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Blue is probably the clan I wanted to get like one of the worst supports in this fighters collection, and that just did not happen. I mean, For whatever reason. A, a lot of people wanted that because <laughs> why would you need to? Like this deck is already like everywhere in Japan. I I think people here aren't playing it for some reason. Not really sure why. What Night Rose? Uh, yeah, yeah. I th- I think That's a it, discussion. It, yeah. I think people in the it's because people in the U.S. are like, I want to win with my favorite thing, and Japan's like, I just want to win. Like, I have so, a different opinion on that. But go uh, ahead, Matt. I'll go ahead and say my opinion, and we can sure. see where they match up. In Japan, it's uh, cards are a lot cheaper. Oh, that too. So it's a lot easier to change decks. Oh, yeah. true. So when people are playing, like, okay, somebody's playing Gears, and it's like, okay, I'm playing Gears, and it's, like, the best deck for a while, then, like, you know, Nairo's the best deck. They're like, okay, well, I can drop, you know, I can sell Gears and it and play Nairo's. And especially since Japan's pretty small, so traveling to tournaments is, like, much easier. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot of mileage out of ch- buying a new deck, like very quickly. Mm-hmm. Where in oh, the United yeah. States, everything is very far away, and so if you buy a new deck, you're like, "Well, I'm waiting for you know the regionals, which happen twice a year, or I'm waiting for you know, right. my locals once a week." And a lot of the locals are really spread out if you even have one. So yeah. uh, there's not very a lot true. of. It's much harder to get the value from your deck. Um, yeah, it is. I think this deck. I think the deck has a lot of lines. Like the decision trees are very big. Yeah. So. Another reason I think that people don't play it as much is that people come up with shortcut. Like when decisions are hard, the natural reaction is to come up with a shortcut to make the decision. Yep. And if people aren't thinking very widely with Night Rose, you can lose a lot of advantage. Yeah. Uh, like part of the reason that Night Rose is so good is because let's say you know you have attack pattern and your opponent gets a trigger on damage, you can 
during your own battle phase, change your attack patterns to to adjust to that. Yeah, which is really good. Yeah, and most clans just don't have that, even have that option. Yeah, like Aqua Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what was what was your idea with the uh, with why people don't play it? So you touched it a bit. Um, so like you said, OCG gets to have more tournaments more often, so they get to play a deck more often than us. And I think with Night Rose, it is a bit of a learning curve to play it well. Mm-hmm. Um, to me personally, it's probably one of the most complicated decks that it took me a while to play well. And the other thing is that um, it is a little expensive here mm-hmm. because of hype. But I mean, if you were like, you know, it was a sleeper GBT08 set that you could have picked up everything for cheaps too. Yeah. And then yeah. the I mean, third thing. Hindsight's 2020, oh, though. It's very true. Yeah. But it is still a good deck, even back then. Like, yeah. when people haven't realized it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what I was also getting at is that uh, it does have a lot of decision trees, decision trees, and some people, I think, don't like that in a, a meta deck. And mm-hmm. I think that's why we see a lot of Paladin players, because uh, a good example is like Sanctuary Guard and now Blasters that. The plays are not as heavy thought compared to like Night Rose or something like like Gear Chronicle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? a lot of a lot of Sanctuary Guard plays like once you have the pieces, they're always going to be the same. Right, especially if you're just like striding regality and it's like I'm just weaking big columns. <laughs> I mean, whereas in Night Rose, you have the option to go multiple attacks or gain advantage or retire stuff or do other things. You could really do a lot of stuff in Night Rose. So. Like, I I think it's good for all the same reasons that Gear Chronicle is good is that it kind of does everything. Um, that too. You can draw yeah. cards. You can retire stuff. You can get get multiple attacks. You can make big yeah. columns. Yeah. The other thing that I think Gears has over Night Rose is that it can actually deck in effectively because you can tie leap into the non triggers. Yeah, that's true. I uh, think Night Rose you kind of mill and draw. <laughs> Gears is a lot easier because you can memorize setups and like things will just generally happen the same way. Well, because you because go no... Melum down, timely back into Melum. Melum down, timely back. Like it's not. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's also that their costs are cheaper than Grand Blues. Grand Blues usually is just a counter blast to do anything. And then you got Negro Lazy that has an additional Soul Blast cost on top of that. So you have to manage your counter blast and your soul. Yeah, that's true. So I'm. Um, I... So I would say there are four top decks, and you can disagree. I'm gonna, and I'm going to say they're um, Sanctuary Guard, Luard, uh, Gear Chronicle, and Night Rose. I don't know. I think so. How, uh, if, and of the four, Luard is probably the, one of the easiest, then, S, then Sanctuary Guard, and then mm-hmm. Gear Chronicle, and then Night Rose is by a lot the hardest. Yeah. Um, There's right. a big gap there. I, I would widen Sanctuary Guard into basically anything with a blaster engine, but yeah. True. Um, Even blasters are not a thing. Yeah. Um, although my, my friend got like, he upgraded his legend deck already and like, it's still pretty bad. Uh, yep. because you can just deny them <laughs> counter blast. It turns out that this Gensalot saver is kind of needed as sad as that yep. is. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hate to be on the other side of the fence, but like, it's not that bad anymore. My inclination <laughs> is that Sanctuary Guard, we have better deck than this blaster deck. Still? Yes. When uh, what I, I I I'm not uh, I'm not gonna disagree with that. 
<laughs> That's just I think we're getting a little off topic. <laughs> well, okay, no, we're we're we're, I, we're looking at it competitively, like Grand Blue with everything yeah. else. So no, oh, it, well, yeah. it's not completely. I off think topic. the, I yeah. think the other thing, at least with here in the U.S., I see a lot of Paladin players, whether it's Gold, Shadows, or Royals. Mm-hmm. Every regional, I face like Gurguit or Sanctuary Guard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I, you know, just recently now I face Night Rose. Um, recently, I think I had like two or three mares, which I kind of surprised me because we didn't see that many tops with um, Night Rose. There's mm-hmm. tops here and there, but I'm just a little surprised that is not as much compared to OCG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Night Rose has a really high ceiling, and ceiling. it's a deck that definitely rewards oh high ceiling as you can do a lot. Okay, so, so you're so, not limited. Yeah. Yeah. So like, well, once you do your turns with like Sanctuary Guard or something, you're kind of limited to what you can do afterwards. Whereas in Night Rose, you can still do things during the battle phase and even on your opponent's turn, and that kind of thing. But what I'm getting at is that um, um, what was I getting at? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, it's a really powerful deck. And I think if more players took the time to actually learn to play it well, we would definitely see more play. And that, I think, goes into... I think we may not get the hit over here with Mick, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully for you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're definitely going to get a head-around hit. Yeah. And we're definitely going to get that. a Nightcrow hit because they're going to hit Crow just to even because try to stem the bleeding. And yeah. Bushy. Bushy's eyes, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I can see, I, I can see, a, I can envision a world where we just miss the make it. Hmm. Yeah, same here. Well, but we so might get knows? a sanctuary guard hit now. That could actually happen. Oh yeah, because they still have four. Um, what's the card go? Sanctuary guard dragon. Arc. Yeah. That's it. Arc. Yeah. I was thinking of the other one, uh, arc. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of it. Um, do you guys have any last words? I mean, we still have to do the busted idea. Uh, I, but it's we, already busted. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> nah, man, I got some good ideas. Okay, <laughs> fine, <laughs> fine. We'll do it. Do you guys like to go first? <laughs> no, you, you, you can do the one and only one. Okay, or Matt, right. Matt probably has one too, but I don't. Do you have one, Matt, or do you want me to go first? Oh, you can go first. I can come up with right. one. I have two one, two busted ideas. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is kind of like uh, Aqua Force inspired. Uh, uh-huh. You guys heard of uh, Blue Vortex, right? Which one is that again? The GBH, right? GBH, okay. right, for Aqua. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I kind of took inspiration from it. So basically, what this Grand Blue Strike would do is that on attack, it will gain the skill at the end of the battle that your unit attack bottom deck or rear guard. Call unit from drop and it gets 5k. And if that unit was a hollow unit, it gets an additional 5k. And after it, it says you can use the skill as many times equal to the number of cards face up in your G zone. Ew. That's annoying. <laughs> Slash the. Um, what is this card? <laughs> Goddamn. Well, an- another thing about this is like, it-, it seems like there's a potential for cheating. No, no. I, I did it three times. I only did it three times. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. Like the idea of this is that you're like putting cards back into deck yeah. to prevent deck out. 
and at the same time you're getting a bunch of attacks just like blue vortex would in aquas so it's pretty much a reverse blue vortex because that calls from deck so you're right you're calling from drop yeah pretty much the other way around yeah yep matt do you have one no i got nothing yeah exactly me neither (laughs) really (laughs) why why would we need to do one I still got another one. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, you, you, you can do another one. All right. Th- this one's yeah. kind of Yu-Gi-Oh! inspired. Of course. Um, have you guys played Yu-Gi-Oh! I know, I know Atlas has. What about Matt? Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. I do not play Yu-Gi-Oh! But I know enough about it. Okay. Have you guys heard, remember of Mizuki? Mizuki? Yes. Miz- yeah, the remove from... Or banish. banish from grave. Call us a special zombie. Yeah. From grave. Yep. So imagine if we had something... In Grand Blue, where basically instead of banishing itself, it just binds itself from drop, and then you can call anything with Grand Blue in the name or whatever. That's funny. You just like call something, call Negrobone for free just to have a Negrobone, call King Serpent just to get an Unflips, um, so charge. Okay, so w- would this be an act skill or like? Yeah. Okay. An act a skill from drop. So what do you guys think of that? <laughs> Definitely interesting. Yeah. It just kind of gives it the Yu-Gi-Oh feel. That's what I would... Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of targets you could bring back. Even Mech and crits to, like, you know, Soul Charts and Draw. So it gives you the option to not waste a Counter Blast to bring something back in the main phase. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like you were saying, uh, Matt with Gauche and then Galleon. <laughs> <laughs> just take away the Counter Blast. <laughs> yeah, right. Dear Lord. It sounds like you guys are tired of Grand Blue, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so we have James, who knows how to play it. And then we have our, our friend Alvin, who recently bought the deck off our other friend Alvin, also known as Rootbeer. Um, mm-hmm. And he has been trying his damnedest to learn how to play it. And it's really, really annoying, because he already kind of takes a long time like either doing math or just thinking about what to do next. And because we were just talking yeah. about decision trees. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt literally just moved across the country to avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not true, but all right. Half true, Uh, whatever. It also also doesn't help that his starting hands are always rough seas, rough seas, grade one, grade two, Nyros. Wow. Yeah, he's pretty (laughs) solid, man. I'm just like, what is this? (laughs) So, yeah. That's why I didn't want to do the broken card segment this time, because uh, screw everything. I mean, Night, Night Rose is very good, and I don't, I don't know how tired of it I am, but uh, I'm. What I am tired of is people uh, not thinking it's good. Like there was a po- post on the Reddit where some rando mm-hmm. guy said mm-hmm. that. Oh, let me see if I can find it because it was really, it was it was it was incredibly stupid. Uh, was it its own was post it, or was what? it like a comment on something? <sighs> It, it, was a, it was a comment. It was a comment uh, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Somebody asking top decks, and this guy said, um, Let's "See, oh, I found it. I didn't forget." So he ends up just not putting Night Rose in like the top three decks. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, and then he, somebody called him out on it. Like, where's Night Rose? What's up? He's like, I didn't forget Night Rose. She doesn't top as often as the others mentioned so far, uh, which are Luard Gears and something else. And with a few more wins, she'll be as strong as Great Nature. Okay. Oh, that's why you brought that up. As okay. a, as a Great Nature player, I find this offensive. One, because I can only dream of being 
the like in that sphere. And two, I don't know if you've ever looked at any uh, Japanese tournament ever. Uh, you know, person who posted this comment, but uh, she's everywhere. Yeah. Okay, and uh, actually, let me prove my point here. Uh, Bushiro just put up the winning deck list for not Japan, but Malaysia. Um, still loading, damn it. And it's two... So we have Night Rose in first place. This is the one with the Kokitis uh, tech. Yeah. Yeah. Then Seven Seas, although that's not Night Rose, is still Grand Blue. And then Luard was the top three. Yep. There you go person if you happen to be listening um i guess they were just comparing it with the tops over here or non ocg i guess maybe but like it's important to look everywhere because you know oh yeah you learn a lot from ocg not just this card game and even other card games like Mm. the the um like the blade wing thing that was definitely a like a japanese well one because they were tiger and we didn't but just the Stuff People happens over there. Japanese players also like playing busted decks if they have the option to. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I also like playing busted decks. So, uh, It feels good to be on the side of the busted deck, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it does. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I GSs, and I still end up with 10 cards in hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually what, like, as a Great Nature player, I find that really fun. Is when, like, okay, I'm going to draw four anyway, so nice you'll have at least seven cards yeah. right or or, or or in blade wings like like okay i'll g assist for um for sullivan but because i'm going to soul charge three way tighter yeaters counter blast three draw three who cares um oh yeah that dude yeah no tighter yeager uh yeah so jaime do you have any things you want to plug before we wrap up here uh we can do some i guess Shoutouts or announcements, kind of thing. Well, I mean, like, don't you have like a blog you're doing? You're on a Discord, like. <laughs> That's tell, what I'm saying. <laughs> tell tell the peoples because we've been doing right. for like an hour and a half. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I guess the first thing is, uh, I'm one who gets crits Commander Jaime on YouTube. So feel free to check me out. I have some cool videos. And then recently, with Atlas and a couple of other people from the Reddit, um, Ocean Dragon Lord had the idea to make a blog post. Um, an entire like website dedicated to Aquaforce. And so the idea of it is to contribute articles to um, go beyond the superficial, you know, regular articles you see online. So mm-hmm. experienced Aquaforce players would contribute and we have already a few articles and posts in there. And so feel free to check that out. It's called Force of the Ocean and it's at WordPress. <laughs> so force of the ocean dot WordPress dot com. I think so, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I can't remember if it's the other way around or that way around. <laughs> do, do you have a Twitter, Jaime? Or yeah, I do. Is it? Yeah, uh, I think it's a. Is it Commander Jaime or is it something else? Uh, I can look it up because it's not like the full name or something like that. It's oh, weird. Okay. Oh, I know. It's the Jaime I found Ulysses. It. What is it? Thing, right? Yeah, Jaime Ulysses Elv one. So it's Jaime, my first name, then Ulysses as U L I S E S. And then Alv, like Alvarez, A-L-V, and then the one. Okay. That's what so, Twitter gave me, I guess. Yeah. So you can follow <laughs> Complicated. him. Complicated. You can follow me at Atlas Novak. So Novak is spelled N-O-V-A-C-K. You can follow Matt at Wiggums. You want to spell that because I keep forgetting the correct it's spelling? 
W-I-G-G-U-M-Z-Z. Sweet. And then you can follow the podcast uh, at Nexus at Night. You can follow uh, Nexus Core, which is uh, what I'm operating, what we're operating under here. So uh, mm-hmm. Team Nexus Vanguard, there's the Nexus Core YouTube channel. There are many things you can waste your time with. Uh, Definitely. Yep. So until <laughs> next time. Western, what? And I, I just want to make the point that the Western meta is not that different than the, than the meta in Japan. So that you should be paying attention to Japan. Yeah, I just want to make this off. point because people keep saying that somehow the West is inherently different. Well, like the game here is inherently different than the game in Japan, which is not the case. It's starting so. to form closer to the OCG meta. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, <laughs> Revival Collection kind of threw off set ro- set rotation, so you know whatever. Yeah. That's true. Um, but I'm, I'm, my apologies on that. So let's let's get out of here. <laughs> okay. Well, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt, and I'm Jaime, and we'll see you all next time. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, You can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, We have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.